Neville, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. Two years at ESPN, is it? Yeah, two years. It'll be May 1st will be two years, which is kind of crazy, to be honest. Uh, you know, it's just kind of flown by and with so the pandemic in there and, you know, time is now just like this weird <laughs> uh, existence. Um, things have things have gone by really fast. But yeah, two years coming up May 1st. And you're you're ba- you're back in studio. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I actually never really left studio to be honest. Because okay. uh, yeah, when when the pandemic hit, like I was working the night. Uh, I think it was March uh, March 11th, right? It was the night the NBA shut down. And I was working that night. I was doing Sports Center that night. Yeah. And so that was my last Sports Center for a while because of everything that happened. And then you know we cut down shows and so forth. But we were actually launching another show at that time on this app called Quibi. I'm not sure if yeah, you're familiar yeah. with it or not. Uh, which no longer exists, um, which is a whole other story. One of the casualties uh, of COVID, maybe? maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? It was a, it was a really cool, neat idea. Yeah. Um, you know, they they nobody could have planned for a pandemic. Uh, and I think a lot of their viewership was supposed to be for people who are commuting and traveling and so forth. Um, anyways, we were launching a show at that time. So uh, ESPN had kind of gone down to essential staff only. And okay. I kind of fell under that radar and we would tape really late at night. We were taping at like one thirty-two in the morning. So you know, we had a small, small staff. And so I was still going in. So there was some, there was, there was, you know, somewhat normalcy for me in that sense that I was still yeah. going to work five days a week doing that show. Um, and so it kind of hasn't really stopped for me. It's only been uh, since Quibi kind of died down that, you know, my doing a lot more sports centers and kind of getting back to normal in that sense, which uh, has been really nice. Okay, that's good. That's good. I was I was doing some some research, and I found out that you were going to be a lawyer. If this thing didn't work yeah. out, is that true? Yeah, I mean that was the plan. My sister, my sister's a criminal lawyer. Okay, and so you know when I was in uh, when I was in high school, I, I thought about doing this. Uh, but I mean, at that time, and I don't know if you know, are you based in Canada? Are you based in the United States? I'm in uh, Toronto. I'm in Toronto. Toronto. Okay. Right. So yeah. I was in Vancouver and, um, you know, at that time there weren't many people who, you know, who looked like us were minorities on TV, just, you know, uh, to put it kind of bluntly. And so it just didn't seem attainable. Right. So I remember in grade 10, I, I had this business 10 class and we had to bring somebody in and I brought in Farhan Lalji who just started it. Oh, yeah. yeah. just started TSN at that time. Okay. Um, and I got Farhan to come to our class and I was so excited. He was great. Whatever. It was someone different than, you know, the standard people that were coming in, uh, to speak at the, uh, in front of our class. And, you know, from there, I kind of did little things where I thought about it, but then I just thought when it came to grade 12 and actually like trying to, you know, pick a school and so forth. And you're kind of planning your, your life a little bit. Um, you know, I just, I was almost embarrassed to even like bring up the fact that I wanted to be broadcasting because just, there wasn't representation and in our community. Yeah. We do certain things really, really well, right? Like medicine sure. and law and, and business, <laughs> and, you know, so yeah. forth, you know, things like that trades, we do really well. Um, broadcasting wasn't one of them. And, and now you look at the landscape and it's crazy uh, because there's so many people across and I can speak mostly for Canada. I'm, I'm starting to learn the United States and, and the market here and the smileys around here, but, and, and even just minorities, but uh, uh, in Canada, especially within our community, you're seeing 
so many people and so many people I, I know who have, you know, uh, reached out to me or I reached out to them or whatever it is. There's a lot, there's a, a great connection. Um, but that wasn't the case, you know, late nineties, uh, early two thousands. And so long story short is I was just going to follow my sister's footsteps, which was, uh, her path, which was law. And I started doing criminology when I went to Simon Fraser university, that was my major did a minor okay. in communication and I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. And my sister is three years older than me. So I kind of got an idea of what it would be like, you know, if you go to law school and so forth. And um, there was just a point where I had to, to come to, you know, this realization that um, I really wanted to do sports broadcasting. And um, I just, you had this conversation with yourself and you and you have to be honest and, and, it was just, it was just one of those moments where I was like, shit, I, I gotta, I, I got to really look at this thing. And, and then behind the scenes, while I was still in criminology, I was researching broadcasting and I was talking to people uh, who were successful in the industry and, and finding out how they got to where they got to. And, yeah. you know, I was that nerd who was um, going on um, different websites, even like local uh, websites for different newscasts and just reading bios and just seeing, Hey, how did this person get to where they are? Cause you know, they have a little, uh, yeah. a little blurb on what they did. And, and then I came up with this plan and it was a five year plan for myself uh, after speaking to all these people, I must've done like 20 of these, like I used to call them informational interviews. Yeah. And, um, and I came up with this five-year plan for myself. And then that's kind of when I presented it to like my parents uh, wow. and was like, Hey, this is actually what I want to do. Uh, which kind of blindsided them because they thought, you know, I was going into criminology. And I was There's another stay lawyer. In criminology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was there something double that um, was it a push or a pull? Like was something pushing you away from criminology or was there just a, a, uh, or was there a pull from broadcasting? It was a pull from broadcasting, right? Like, it was it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, growing up playing sports, having a, a major passion for that. And the thing is, too, it's such a risky industry to go into wanting just to be in, in sports, right? Because, you know, you look at your traditional broadcast, things have changed a lot, but like, even if you look at your traditional broadcasting when we were growing up, uh, even on a local newscast, you had like two or three sportscasters, right? You had like two during the week and then maybe like a couple on the weekend or something like that. So only like three jobs, three, four jobs. Um, whereas if you were in news, there's a lot more jobs and a lot yeah. more opportunity, right? Uh, so just picking on sports specifically was already kind of difficult. Um, but at the same time, it was just one of those things where I was like, man, like I'm not going to be this athlete. And it's just the, the traditional... <laughs> you know, the whole cliche of if you're not an athlete, you want to try to be as close as you can to sports. And that, and that's kind of what it was. Um, and, and then I, I actually did a sports broadcasting course while I was still at SFU, still in criminology. And I, and I okay. talked to my parents about it. So I went to BCIT uh, and I did this on the side and it was in the evenings at their downtown campus. And I was like, listen, let me at least try it. It was one course. Yeah. Uh, if, if I, who knows, I might not even like it. I might be just so uncomfortable and it was not for me. And I went and I did it. And the two instructors were two really prominent broadcasters in, in BC at that time. And they were instructors and it went really well. It went really well. And I caught that bug and I was like, Oh my God, this is what I want to do. Um, I mean, I probably sucked, but the thing is that at that time <laughs> I felt good about myself. And, sure. but, but, but there was a difference, right? Like the, that was the difference. It was like, okay, I was doing this course on the side, going way out of my way 
um, doing all this extra work, research, this, that, talking to people and still having my regular school load that I got to do. Um, and it was all the broadcasting stuff, all the stuff that I was getting nothing out of really besides information, um, that was motivating me, you know, and that didn't feel like work to me. And so that's where it kind of clicked for me. I'm like, maybe I really like this thing and I'm really interested in, that's when I doubled down on that five-year plan of mine and talked to my parents about it. And, and we came to, you know, uh, a decision of what I'd be doing. And I, and I, and I wanted to finish university because I know okay. how risky this industry can be. So I wanted to finish university and have that degree. And again, as we know, education is very important. So I wasn't just going to leave. So I finished my degree. Uh, I just switched my major and minor, but, um, I wanted to have a backup plan. And then if I wasn't successful in five years, then yes, whatever you might've read was, I was going to go back and apply for law school. What I'm curious if, because I don't know, how old were you? 18, 19 years old when you sort of had this conversation with, um, with your parents, maybe a little bit older. Yeah, probably, um, probably like, yeah, 19, something like that. Where did you get the idea to write a five-year, like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was 19 yeah. years old, but like a five-year plan, where did you learn that from? That's a good question. I've never been asked that before. Um, I don't know. I think I was just, again, so motivated. I was almost trying to convince myself, Yeah. you know, that, that this was the right thing to do because it, again, it, it was such like uncharted territory at the time. And I'm not trying to make myself sound like some kind of trailblazer no, or something no. like that, yeah, but it fine. really was like, there just was not that many people I could talk to in our community, which we rely on so much, which is so amazing. Right. Um, and so you reach out to certain people and certain people were great. You know, I, I reached out to, like I said, prominent people in the industry and some were terrible. Right. And I remember that. And that's why when people reach out to me, I always try to be as good as I can to them because I know what it feels like when, you know, you, you don't get the responses, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it was, it was one of those things where I was maybe trying to convince myself and um, I, I wanted it again to be realistic so that I didn't put myself in a terrible position because I knew I was already taking a massive risk because, you know, law school is safe and I probably would have been, half-assed lawyer. <laughs> I, just didn't have it. I don't think I had it right. Um, the passion that I have for this, because I know how hard I worked when I got to broadcast school. I know how hard I worked in my first couple jobs where, you know, you're not making much money. They're working you like a dog. Um, and, and you're making mistakes, you know, so it's kind of a, it's a push pull there too. Right. Like, um, so it, it was just one of those things that I think again, just to kind of a convince myself, b convince my parents, and c kind of lay something out. But but actually having that vision, I don't know. But it's something I I tell people all the time. I, I wrote it down. I actually wrote down my five year plan, and I wish I kept it. I think I might have it in Vancouver still somewhere, uh, in my in my parents' place. But uh, I used to again. This sounds so cheesy and corny, but I I put it in my wallet, and yeah. so. I had this piece of paper with a five-year plan. It was in my wallet and I had it up until I moved to Toronto. So I went from Prince George was my first job. Winnipeg was my second job. And then I got my like, kind of big break in Toronto. And that was, that was the, the plan, right? To get to a big market. And, but yeah, I, I used to look at that thing once in a while because there were times in my first couple of jobs where, I mean, it was, it was tough and, and um, you know, I didn't feel good about myself and, 
Um, I, I questioned my, you know, decision-making. Why did I go this way? I should have went different way. I should have went the safe route. Um, but then you kind of look at that wow. piece of pa- piece of paper yeah. and I'm like, okay, no, this is why I'm doing it. This is why. And you, you make a lot of sacrifices, right? Like, you know, moving away from your friends and your family and, um, missing all these kinds of events and so forth. And that's when that piece of paper was super valuable. So I don't wow. know how I came up with the idea, but it was to convince myself to motivate myself and it continued to do so for, I would say at least two, two and a half years. Cause that's actually longer than that because I made the plan. I made the, I wrote down the plan prior to getting into school broadcast school. So I had that thing for probably broadcast schools two years, probably four or five years. Wow. So you made, you made the five year plan work. I did. I did. And I did yeah. it in like two and a half years. Like from the start. <laughs> yeah. The start of the plan was like right when I got out of school. Right. Like so yeah. I finished school and then my five year plan started. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I did it in about two, two and a half or something, which was great. Um, and, and then I was like, okay, now what's the next five year plan or next short term plan? And that's kind of, I've always approached things. Um, you know, when I got to, wow, when I got to CBC, that was my big break in, in Toronto. And then, you know, that was just a big deal at that time for me. And I've always felt like I've always been under, underqualified for all the jobs that I, I've been given an opportunity for. I've been blessed, um, kind of hired on potential and, um, you know, it's worked out but there's been lots of ups and downs, uh, in the career and, um, kind of staying focused, staying motivated. I, I think it's important. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine the other day who was thinking about changing careers. And I said to him, I like, man, like you will have ups, you will have downs, but it, it's so much sweeter when you, you taste a little bit of success after yeah. you struggled. You know what I mean? Like I look For back sure. at my first couple of jobs and holy, there was, there was no glamour. There was no glamour. There was a lot of a lot of learning curves, um, a lot of tough moments, uh, and, and honestly, I was treated badly at, at times, which which it's just the way it is. Um, yeah. But now being where I'm at, you know, it's 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 all worked out. And um, again, I, I always continue to reassess. I don't I don't write things down as much as I should anymore. I still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't keep it in my wallet, uh, but uh, I definitely think uh, you know goal setting is really important. I know you didn't. You didn't start off in Prince George doing sports. You were uh, news. Were you were you in the field reporting? Were you at the news desk? Yeah. So that was part of it. Was that I knew again. See, things have changed a lot, right? But at that time, it was like you had two choices: either you um, go to a small market, get on air right away uh, with whatever job they have for you, cut your teeth, kind of make your mistakes because you don't want to make a mistake or a massive one in, in a big market like Vancouver or Toronto. Cause mm. you do that, you're cooked. Right. Um, and so in these small markets, not that they expect mistakes, but it happens there and it's kind of accepted a little, I think it's, you know, accepted a little more. Um, and so, there's either doing it that way or you, you stay in a big market like Vancouver. And a, a lot of people in my class did that um, because nobody wants to leave Vancouver. It's, it's a great place. Sure. Um, but you stay in Vancouver, you know, you work behind the scenes, you know, you're doing teleprompter, you're writing, you're doing whatever, you know, they want you to do. And then you kind of hope and wait for your big break. Um, and that for me just wasn't appealing at all. And, wow. I, and I thought, I just thought, listen, I'm going to have to sacrifice. I know I'm going to need a lot of work, but I want to be so ready when the time comes. And I, I just, 
I still recommend that to people. I know, again, things have changed with social media and influencers and the industry changing and everything. But uh, for people who still kind of want a bit of that traditional sense on how to become a journalist or how to become good at, at certain aspects of this job, I'm always like, man, just keep getting reps, keep getting reps and be willing to move. I've moved around a lot in my career now. Um, but if I wasn't willing to move out of Vancouver right away, there's no way I'd be here today. No chance. Wow. No chance. And you said there were times when you, you kept on questioning yourself. Yeah. Um, when you got to Toronto, um, were you doing sports full-time at CBC? Yeah. So that was my first full-time sports uh, gig. Okay. I was doing one in Winnipeg, but it was kind of a weird hybrid model. But um, when I got to Toronto, that was like my official big break. And I was at CBC Sports. Um, they had just launched. CBC was really good at, as far as like uh, looking ahead at that time, because um, now we're talking 2010, I think it was. Um, and end of 2010, maybe. And they started a hockey night in Canada online show, which at that time there's no online shows, right? Like now look at everything. Everything's digital now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at that time that was new and we were doing this hockey night in Canada online show and I was the host. That's what I got hired for. And then I would do sports updates in the morning on a news channel and then did some variety of hosting here and there. But uh, yeah, that was definitely my first like gig into, and, and CBC is so iconic, right? Uh, as a Canadian growing up and watching hockey in Canada and the Olympics and so forth and getting to work with some of the people there and, and just kind of soaking in their knowledge. I mean, yeah. at that time I was, I was such a sponge, man. I, I would you know try to, you know, sit down with Scott Russell and Steve Armitage and all these sorts of people that, uh, again, I grew up watching and idolizing and um, just anytime I could ask them questions and it was probably annoying, but they, they were so great and so gracious and, and it was really cool just to kind of get a sense of, Hey, this is how like the big time works in Canada. Right. And so, uh, it was eye opening. Um, and, and then, you know, launching over the TSN, which is a whole different beast because CBC does it one way, but CBC is a news organization. Uh, whereas TSN is full on sports all the time. And that was just a different world from what, uh, CBC was. How was it working? I don't know if you had a chance to work with him. Is it Sh Shirley uh, at Hockey Night in Canada? Did you ever, did your, yeah. did your paths cross while you were doing the online show? Yeah, Shirley. Um, you know, it's yeah, funny. Shirley, he, yeah. he um, Shirley Najak. Yeah, he, uh, he was the producer of Hockey Night in Canada at that time. So he's working with Ron and Don all the time. Those are his guys. And um, even leading into my, interview at CBC, I reached out to him. Uh, yeah. His cousin is friends with my sister. Okay. Kind of, and, and we crossed paths. This is actually prior to CBC. Um, and um, just reached out and just sent him my demo and just asked for some advice and that kind of thing. And he kept in touch with me. And then finally, when I was able to get to that point where I was applying for CBC, um, you know, he gave me some advice on, on, you know, what I should do and get to the interview and so forth, which was huge, right? Like to, to have that insight. And then I got to work with him a few times. Um, I did one hockey night in Canada game at that time, like a proper hockey night in Canada game. And, and, uh, nice. you know, we, yeah, we kept in touch ever since. And he's a great, great person, um, who gives back a lot. Um, I think a lot of people don't know who he is because he's they not on camera. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's definitely a pioneer. And, and I read up on his story. I think he started at CBC, like in the, in the tapes department. 
and rose all the way up to one of the most powerful positions in, in, in like sports broadcasting in this country. So, or in Canada, yeah. I keep forgetting the United States now, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, an amazing individual, an amazing, amazing person. That is true. Um, how many years were you at, at TSN for? TSN was like eight, eight and a half years. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. Long something time. Like that. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. Your highlight. What was your, your big TSN highlight? Um, you know, it, it was interesting. Um, when I first got there, um, I was like one of the first sports center people that was hired in a long time, uh, because they had their standard crew of people. Um, and then, um, I got hired, um, which was kind of cool, uh, to, to, to be one of the new people, but, um, also just to be able to kind of be spread across different shows, um, and also travel a lot. I traveled a ton before I had kids. Um, and, uh, what was I've done Russia, Brazil, uh, Sweden a bunch of times. I've traveled, like <laughs> been able to travel the world, uh, yeah. essentially, uh, through TSN, you know, covered the Olympics, covered the world cup, the European championships. So that was kind of cool. I think, um, the world junior tournament, which is big in, in Canada, obviously. Um, and then, you know, just, I love basketball, basketball, is my favorite sport. Um, and so being able to be part of the Raptors coverage all those years was really special to me because growing up, I played basketball and, um, just to, to be part of, you know, being able to host, um, when Rod Black was our regular host, wasn't there, I was kind of the backup host for a long time. Um, I think that was pretty special for me just to, to know that that's a sport I really love and wanted to work in. Nice. That's one of the reasons, you know, you want to get into it, right? Like, yeah. Um, and there, there I was right. Working at TSN. That was the goal. Like that was the ultimate. I never even thought I was going to get to TSN. Um, I just wanted to get into a big market. That was that, that five-year goal. And, I, you know, it was Toronto, Vancouver. I think I even said Calgary at that point. I don't think Calgary's a big market, but um, <laughs> I just mid-sized. But, like, again, you're going to get in trouble now. Yeah, I was just trying to sell myself on Calgary. But, yeah. like, um, no, like, so I just, just to be at TSN. So that was really, it was neat. Like, I, I got a lot of great opportunities there. They, they trusted me to do a lot of different things. And, I mean, it's a pretty iconic network too in Canada. Right. And you get to work yeah. with so many great people there. And I learned a lot. Um, so without that time, without that eight, whatever years it was, uh, definitely would not be at ESPN either. So I'm curious how that happened. Was it another, was it another case of, okay, I've made it to TSN. Uh, I'm sure you didn't start writing down your five-year goals as soon as no. you got there, but there must've been a time after you're there say, okay, what's next? Was it always let me look South of the border or, or was there, is there a prime position at, at TSN? Uh, I'm curious about your, your thought process. Yeah. You know, when, whenever I got a job and I always tell people this and it makes them uncomfortable, but I'm always like, you know, you get, get to your job, do it really well, but always keep looking forward, you know, and especially when you're not where, when you're still coming up and I give that advice all the time and I'm not, and I'm telling people be really good at what you're doing, right? Take six months or whatever it is, get really good at what you're doing, but always keep looking forward. Like you want to be comfortable being uncomfortable and putting yourself mm. in spots where, you know, again, like I said, I was always hired of potential. I was never ready for whatever job until I got to ESPN. This was the one job I was ready for. 
But until that, I was never really ready. And I just kind of kept putting myself in these positions. So when I got to TSN, that was it. Like I was never thinking about coming to the States because wow. growing up, yeah, growing up, TSN is a sports center, man. That's, that's what it is. Right. So, um, and I'd been at CBC sports center, like I had the best of both worlds going. Um, and so I think at that point it was just trying to fit in, which I don't know if that was, looking back, I don't know if that was the right approach. I, I think I should have tried to be myself a little bit more right okay. from the get go. What do you mean you uh, tried to fit in? What, what did that mean? Yeah. Like, you know, just trying to, again, I had never done a full hour show before. And I was doing like three minute updates, right. Uh, at CBC, I had hosted, like I hosted the world cup at CBC. I did the post game shows. I've done like hosting and stuff like that. But as far as a sports center style show, I'd never done that. So I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to get there, kind of keep it, make it seamless. Um, there was a lot of things I had to learn on the fly with breaking news and so forth. Just all these things that, um, you know, I wasn't getting opportunities to do at other places. And so I think just personality wise, I was just trying to fit in. I wasn't trying to be too edgy. Not that I'm like really edgy or anything like that, but more of a, I wasn't just really myself. And it took, I, I would say a few years at least for me to kind of just okay. become myself, be more comfortable, um, not care so much if there's like mistakes and so forth. Cause it's live TV, man. Like things happen, like mistakes are going to happen, whether it's my fault, somebody else's fault. Like people don't know all the things that are going behind the scenes. People are talking in your ear, all that sort of stuff's happening. And I was just too, um, too concerned with that at times. And so it took me a few years just to kind of get comfortable. And then I think I would say in the last, my last three, four years there, I, I kind of realized like, okay, where's the ceiling here? Um, hockey's king here. Um, and um, it's difficult. Like James Duthie is the host of hockey. He's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. You know, and there's, we had certain people in certain spots and they're not going anywhere. And, you know, I say my last two years, I was just like, I knew I had to do something different because um, I knew I could do a lot more. The opportunities okay. just weren't there. And so for me, I almost went back to that mentality that I had way at the beginning for my first few jobs that I'm telling all these students about is always like, keep looking forward. What's the next thing? Um, and the next thing for me was not going to be going to Sportsnet. Um, it had to be coming to the States and seeing what was available in the States. And, and wow. that's a whole different process. It's a whole different world. Um, and it had to be worth it, right? Because I had a great job. Uh, it, this would have to be a great opportunity for me to want to move and, and move my family. And I, you know, I son at that time, my daughter wasn't born yet, but uh, so there's a lot of thought into that. My wife had her career there in Canada. Um, so there's a lot to think about. Right. Um, but I think mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, I just, I knew I could do a lot more and that's what it came down to. I knew I could do more and I wasn't getting the opportunities that I think, you know, either I deserve or um, were available. Like, frankly, that's just kind of what it is, right? Like, and the industry started to shrink, and um, that's when especially I was like, in Canada. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and listen, they're cost cutting here too in the states. You know, it's not maybe as big as it was at one point. Uh, everything is changing. Everything's evolving. Um, however, uh, yeah, Canada's much small. It's like you can't compare the two. And for me, again, like I just when I started the process of um, thinking about coming to the States and doing another demo tape, like I hadn't done demo tape in like 10 years um, <laughs> and putting a demo tape together and that kind of thing. Uh, it got me excited again. And wow, it, okay. yeah, it got me like just re-energized. So for the, like, the process of coming to ESPN took about, about a year and a half behind the scenes. And um, 
that got me really excited again. And, you know, it gives you a confidence boost. Uh, you get re-energized. Um, you know, it, <clears throat> it, it just reminded me of why I love doing what I'm doing. And cause you know, and I'm sure you feel this and, and other people would relate to this. There's times in your career it gets kind of stale. Right. And mm-hmm. then if you kind of know you're not moving up or, you might be here for a while and I would have been happy there. It's just, I knew I could do more. And I've always been like that. And I kind of lost my way for a bit there and I kind of got comfortable and again, you want to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And um, that's kind of where that all started to go in in my mindset. And then I talked to my wife about it. Would you be okay with this? Um, And then we said, if the opportunity is right, then we would think about it. Nice. So tell me about what you're doing at ESPN currently. So at ESPN, I'm an anchor on Sports Center here. Um, so I do again. It's kind of it's very similar to what happened at TSN. Right when I got here, they threw me on all sorts of different shows to kind of see what I could do. It and I still get to do all sorts of different shows, which is great. Yeah. I, I really believe like showing your versatile uh, is really important in this industry, right? Um, and, and makes you valuable. Uh, and so, but right now, mostly I do night shows. Okay. They kind of slotted me in the night shows, which I love doing. It's a lot of highlights and kind of similar to what I was doing over there. Um, I do, uh, I host a show um, a couple times a week called In the Crease, which is our hockey show. Okay. Uh, it's a nightly hockey show that we do on ESPN Plus. And then I also have been recently hosting stuff too. So I did some college basketball, uh, college football. I'm doing some college hockey coming up this week. So, and that's what I really love. Doing. I love hosting. I love working with analysts and and, um, you know, kind of mucking it up and kind of building that chemistry. I think that's, for me, that was the most fun stuff I did at, at TSN. March Madness was great. You know, working with like guys like Sam Mitchell and Jack Armstrong and, and wow. Leo Rounds. We had a lot of fun together, you know. It, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of when you work with people and you spend a lot of time with them, you build that chemistry. And so that's the kind of stuff I love. And, and it's been two years, so getting all these opportunities is great. I mean, that's just been, um, it, it's just I didn't know what to expect when I got here because I thought, Hey, I might not pass like a probation period or something. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, who knows? Right. You don't really know. Um, yeah. It's a different world, it's a different beast here. I mean, we got not anymore, but um, before when I first got here, like 4,000 employees in Bristol, um, you know, they, they call it the campus cause there's like 17, 18 buildings on site. And so wow. uh, it's a very different world. It's a, it's a huge entity, as you know, um, and it's a massive brand and it's an iconic brand around the world. It's not just one country. Yeah. And so it's a little intimidating in that sense, but this was the first time in my career that I was ready for it. You know, I was really ready for it. I was really excited and, um, confident that I'd come in and, and do well. And, and so far the people around me here, just amazing. I, I've been so lucky to get so much support. Um, and so that's, that's a big part of it too, right? Is having people around you who help you, who, you know, can direct you in a certain way. And, um, yeah, just, just been very lucky working with the best of the best. So nice. Two more things. Nubble, you got time yeah. for two more. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you I know so. that, um, recently there were, there's ESPN and NHL. They, they, uh, a long-term contract. Yeah. Um, you must be totally stoked. Yeah. Uh, about that. Um, what are you hoping to, to do? You already got the, the hockey magazine show. Um, what are you hoping to do as a result of that deal? What would you like to do? 
Yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Uh, the magnitude of the, the deal is it's just so big, right? Like we have seven years coming up, uh, four Stanley Cups. You know, it's going to be on ABC. Um, so there's going to be a ton of eyes on it um, and just a ton of content for ESPN Plus, And we have exclusive games and so forth. The list goes on and on. It, it's kind of had an idea it was coming down, but I didn't know how big the package was going to be. And wow. so uh, super exciting. I mean, I want to be part of it. Like, of course, I want to be part of it. And um, you know, like I did say, basketball is my favorite sport, but Canadian. I love hockey, obviously. You know, grew up <laughs> Canucks fan for so many years. And in the last 10 years, kind of uh, lost my fandom a bit, just, you know, working in the in the sport um, or working, you know, in the industry. And then my son, you know, come to, he's a Leafs fan, which is weird because my friends in Canada are like what like it's but he's he's born in Toronto and he's a Leafs fan so you know we That's have right. hockey in our blood man and so I'd love to be part of the the coverage I don't know I mean it, it's just been announced and there's so much uh that's going on behind the scenes but um you know I'm definitely hoping to get a call and, and figure it out from there but it's still pretty early but okay. I definitely want to yeah I definitely want to be part of the coverage and, and be part of that and help you know grow the game here in the country Nice. I know you're still young. There's still many years uh, ahead for you, but do you look at someone like a Dan Shulman who uh, cut his teeth in Toronto, both, uh, you know, radio and TV, uh, and then probably was one of the best voices in baseball uh, in major league baseball. And then recently comes back, uh, comes back home. Um, Do you sort of see eventually a path that brings you back? Would you like to come back? Not right now. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no not now that I moved here. Um, no, first of all, if, if it could ever be follow Dan's uh, footsteps, that'd be amazing. Dan Shulman is uh, uber talented. Yeah. Uh, he's just so well-respected um, and he's just so good at what he does. And you know, when you are all those things, you can kind of determine where you want to go and where you live and so forth. And he is again, just a phenomenal broadcaster. Um, been lucky enough to work with him a few times. Nice. But, uh, yeah. Just, just again, a phenomenal broadcaster and a great person. Uh, as far as me, I, you know, I moved down here. Um, I definitely want to stay down here um, and really, um, you know, cut my teeth in this industry here. And it takes some time because here you got, you got to remember like, uh, even though I worked for 10 years in the industry in Canada and, and was at TSN and, you know, I've done all these big, I've done a lot of events when you look at my, like when I do look at my resume, I don't look, I don't say that too often, but it, I, I have done quite a bit. Um, that doesn't resonate in the United States because nobody knows who you are and yeah. they never seen you. And so um, it's almost like you're a rookie here uh, in a sense uh, because you just don't have the resume. People haven't seen you over the years. It's just, they don't have Canadian TV here. Um, and so it's definitely a goal of mine, to, you know, to be here, you know, to cut my teeth here, um, you know, be here long-term and, and see what we can do. Right. Like that was the whole point was to come down here. And I, I just believe the, you know, the, my career could skyrocket in a way that it wouldn't be able to, to, to do in Canada. And it might not, sure. it might not. Uh, this was, this is already something I never thought I'd be doing, um, you know, working at ESPN. Um, but at the same time, who knows where we can go from here. There's just so many opportunities that I see that are opening um, that I think, okay, if we can just stay here um, for me, 
I also have to take into consideration. And I do take into consideration is uh, my family. You know, I got two yeah. young kids, and right now, I guess moving them was okay. But I don't, I don't want to keep bouncing around too often, just because it's not, it's not fair to them. And I want them to yeah. have, you know, the best childhood possible. And, and education is so important to us too. So we have a great situation here, and hopefully, we can nice. be here for a while. And awesome, uh, yeah, sounds great. Listen, before I let you go, um, mm. tell me one thing that most people don't know about you? One thing most people don't know about me. Oof, that's a good one. Um, I think a lot of these people don't know about me. Um, I would have to, how do people usually answer this? Is it like, oh, funny? Or is this like- uh, I've, I've had, I've had- what's, what's, I've had um, uh, Harna Ryan Singh, who does the Hockey Night yeah, in Canada Punjabi. Yeah. Yeah. told me uh, he doesn't know how to do a tie that his wife does it. Um, okay. I had another, he's a TSN hockey guy, Gord, not Gord. I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah. He ties his tie around his leg and then puts it on. Okay. Um, what? Okay. Yeah. I, I can't. Weird things like that. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember who it is, but for the life of me, uh, I can't remember, but um who else? What else have people told me? A lot of people tell me they're introverts, which which yeah. uh, which I which I totally understand, uh, because you know being a guy at a party that just likes to sit down and focus on one person versus yeah. the life of the party, um, it seems to be something that a lot of people that are on camera seem to be those types of people. Um, you, know, you know, what's interesting with that and, and just kind of a little off topic, but, yeah. um, is that I always, I, I'm always self-conscious about talking about my, my own career. And, and that's only because whenever we're hanging out with friends or so forth, you know, like people, um, sports is something we always talk about. Right. And then when yeah. somebody finds out or knows that you work in sports, it, it they, you know, obviously ask questions and then it feels like you're talking about yourself all the time. And I'm always super self-conscious about that, especially with people I don't know very okay. well, because I don't want them to think I'm talking about myself. You know what I mean? But like people want to talk about sports. They want to hear, you know, it's kind of, again, it's a different thing. It's a different type of industry that, you know, we're not, most people are not used to. So they kind of want saying, Hey, tell me about this or tell me about that. You know, they want to know some kind of insights on how the industry works or how, a certain personality is or a certain athlete is or whatever. Right. Not that I have all the answers, but people ask the questions, um, which is kind of funny. But then I always think about it. I'm like, okay, how long have we been talking about myself here? Like, uh, <laughs> and, and so I changed I changed the topics quick. Now, some people who don't know me are probably like, man, this guy's a jerk. Like I just literally ask him a question. He's want to talk. And other people will know just because um, I don't know, just, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who likes to talk about myself or likes to, Yeah, yeah. I don't do these things very often. Right. Like as far as uh, just going off and talking about my own life for, for that long. So it is funny. It is funny that you kind of bring that up. Cause I go through that all the time where I'm like, uh, okay, like we've had a couple questions about me. Let's, let's flip it around. Cause I, and I'm genuinely interested in other people. And I think more so now than I was 10 years ago, you know, I, I would 10 years ago, I might want to have those, hockey conversations and those lock sports conversations go back and forth and debate and do, I don't really want to do that on my, uh, on my off time as much yeah, uh, for sure. downtime. 
I love learning. Uh, some of my best friends now are people who know nothing about sports or do not care about my industry at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we have the best conversations because um, I am learning something. I'm taking away something. I'm getting some, some, some kind of value from them. Um, and I just, I don't know, maybe I'm just more inquisitive now, you know, more curious than I was sure. before about certain things. But um, I think those are the kinds of conversations I enjoy having now. It's not like I don't like talking about sports. It's just sometimes I get a little self-conscious, but. For sure. It was, it's James Duthie that ties James. his tie around his leg and then puts it on his neck. And James Liney, man. I've never seen him do that. I've worked with James. He did it. He did it on camera for me. Oh, did he do it on camera for you? Yeah. I mean, one weird thing I do is I do eat a lot of like my, my kids food. I don't know if that counts. Like, you know, like baby food. I'm really into that. <laughs> like the, like the stuff that's soft. Everything. I'll eat everything. Like we, we buy, <laughs> we buy all this and the kids food's so expensive too. It's not like it's cheap. It's nuts. We'll, yeah. We'll buy those little cans, like pears or whatever. Um, recently, uh, we come across like these baby Cheetos, so they're like oh, yeah. the cheese pops or so cheese pops for kids. So they're like low in sodium, low, they're like low calorie, whatever. And I tried them. I was like, Holy smokes. These oh, yeah. are good. And they're way low calorie. Right. Which we're all like, you know, trying to be healthy or whatever. And so now I feel less bad about it. So I'll take them. I'll take hot sauce. I'll dump hot sauce all over them and I'll eat oh. them. And like my wife gets so upset with me. She's like, listen, <laughs> If That's you want to food. Yeah. First is a kid food and B like, it's not cheap. Like go buy like just regular stuff, man. Like cause those come <laughs> those little containers. Anyways, that's, I, uh, so my yes. kids are always like depleted of snacks basically because. Cause um, dad is. Yeah. Dad's selfish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a raccoon, man. When it comes to like snacking, I am like a raccoon and everyone's got to fend for themselves in the house. That's just, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Neville, this has been great. I appreciate you spending, uh, spending some time with me. I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you very much.